The Walking Dead, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World, V for Vendetta, Kick-Ass. What do all these movies and TV shows have in common? They all started as graphic novels. That's right, comic books. Centuries old and more commonly known as comics, graphic novels are defined a novel made up of a sequence of drawings in boxes that tell a story. Many people associate comic books with kids, but that's not where we find them today. The caliber of art and writing in these books, a lot of these books has grown to be very powerful. That's Gabe Cooper, the owner of the new comic book store in East Lansing, The Hollow Mountain. With writers like Alan Moore and Brian K. Vaughan and Frank Miller, you know, leading this kind of, I guess, modern revolution in literature, just because they have illustrations doesn't make the words within them less powerful or meaningful. If we didn't have this big, you know, pulse in popular culture that's pushed, you know, the word comic book, the word graphic novel into the forefront of entertainment, we wouldn't see a lot of these opportunities arising for, you know, uh, self-published comics and independent artists and writers. Uh, it's not just Marvel and DC anymore. And this recent surge of comic book love isn't just for fun. I found that scholars like Professor Megan Inbody are starting to look to them for educational purposes. Would you be surprised at all if a student had uh, come up to you and told you that they had been assigned a comic book or a graphic novel to read for an English class? Mm, would I be surprised? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. There's a lot of talk about you know including more forms of visual culture as worthy of literary study. I think more and more English departments are taking the kind of ways that we study old traditional texts and are applying them to newer media like film and you know various digital texts. So trying to stay up with the times and stay relevant. She says that the English major is going through a period of transition, and where it's going just may start to include a lot more comics. Ian Baker, an MSU sophomore who studies advertising, was assigned a graphic novel, Persepolis, for his humanities course last semester. I thought it was really cool because, you know, it's not just a, it's not just reading, it's a combination of art as well. After talking with the experts for a couple weeks, I found out that our very own Michigan State has the largest comic book collection in the world that's open to the public. So I decided to meet with the owner, Randy Scott, to tour this prestigious collection. The new, the new 52 is ending up here. He told me that comics were given a bad reputation through the funny pages in the 1920s, but he believes that, although there are still some stupid comics coming out, they are gradually being taken more seriously. So a lot of people, especially people older than me, grew up uh, in the time when those things were, comics were being denounced by senators on the air and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's been a long struggle, and now there are a younger generation of professors who don't have that stigma automatically built into them. The 1950s is widely referred to as the golden age concerning comics, and it was for the kids. But the love for the medium in adult audiences seems to be growing every day. And this rapid growth is causing some people to start to ask, is the age of the graphic novel closer than we think? For Impact News, I'm Quinn Hoffman.